Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, I'm Trent, and it is wonderful to have your company today for episode 140. This week on Toy Power, it's all about the latest news as we hit up New York Comic Con. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we have Darren. Hello, one and all. Thank you very much. And Frank. Well, hi, hi. Ben is a notable omission. It is school holidays at the moment, and he is... I Down be- in sunny Victor Harbour. I believe the last photo he sent us was him uh, drinking a beer on the beach. Lucky well, bastard. Drinking a beer in the studio. Well, that's true, but it's... I mean, there's lots of pretty stuff around here, but... Yeah, it's no sunset. Not quite the same. No. <laughs> well, enjoy, Ben. We're going to miss you tonight, but uh, hopefully you're here in spirit. Beer spirit. Something like that. <laughs> Drinking simultaneous beers. Well, let's uh, head straight into chin, some chin, news. Ben. Three, two... Lots and lots of news. We are going to dive into New York Comic Con 2019. But before we do that, quick update on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimates. By Super 7. Yeah, this uh, this sort of happened uh, in between recordings, so it's kind of out there by now. But in case you have somehow been sleeping under a rock, Super 7 have uh, opened up the pre-orders for their, what they're calling TMNT Ultimates line. Uh, this is Raphael, you Baxter, Foot Soldier, and... Splinter. Oh, Splinter, thank you very much. Uh, pre-orders are now live. They're live for the whole of October. Uh, we've sort of had a bit of an internal discussion about how we're going to get these. Do we go combined shipping? Then we realized our good friend Dennis Milo over at Toys and Beyond had them for about 80 bucks Australian, which is, if you do the homework, pretty damn competitive. Pretty good, yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're not going to get any better than that. Yeah. Well, not that I've seen anyway. So I don't know about you lads, but I'm, I'm down. I've, I've put my money down, got my uh, four coming very, very soon. Yeah, hopefully. I did sneak an order in and I am very excited about them. We, there was some conjecture about the price. We mm-hmm. heard Brian Flynn say they would be at minimum $45 and they didn't know what exactly was happening with the tariff yes, issue that they course. had. Yeah, so yeah. it did come in at that 45 which was a bit of relief for me because much more <laughs> than that, it starts to get very expensive. Exactly. But shout out to John Caulfield over on the Patreon page. He's over in Luxembourg and he was talking... A seventy-five USD price yep. to bring these in. That's that's considering all the import duties, all the shipping, taxes. all the taxes, yep. etc. And we know in some of those European countries, the taxes are super high on imports. But we're talking seventy-nine ninety-five AUD, and we're talking about a sixty-five cent conversion rate to USD. Mm. So for for poor John to be talking about almost that same amount in US dollars <laughs> is painful. So Awful. really feel for. I mean, that's an that's a very very expensive figure. Mm. I mean, we do the math on that. That's pushing one ten. Yeah, one hundred Australian. Absolutely. Like yeah, it's a very expensive. You're figure. well and truly past um, accessible. You're moving really into high end luxury item for. For a seven-inch figure, that's a lot of money, mm. a lot of coin. Yes. All right. Let's keep on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles train as we head into some New York Comic Con news. Want to be a part of it, New York, New York. And the first big reveal from NECA was the cartoon Triceraton. He's been revealed. We got a glimpse of him at the San Diego Comic-Con in the screen that was yes, set up in the Dimension so cool. <laughs> He'd pop up. It was the unpainted prototype, but now we've got him full figure in his painted glory. And his scale, he is big. Triceratons, yeah. I, I'll get to this in a minute, but mm. I always remember them from the Mirage comic book series. Sure. And they were huge. Oh, they bulky. Were always, yeah, Solid. Seven, eight foot tall, yep. towered over the turtles. And this is no exception. He is big. He is menacing looking. 
Uh, comes in that very bright orange. He's got the, the sort of silver armor. He's got the tail. Comes with a big gun. Uh, just looking very, very cool. But the one thing that did get me was this line is picking up. It's obviously based on the Fred Wolf cartoon series. It's animated. There's always that question about lines. Do you do lines? Do you not do lines? This, this NECA have been sort of doing a fair few of the sort of brush lines. Yes, the, yeah, black, thick black thick, little artist lines. Yeah, Artist lines, yeah, around the eyes, around the mouths. And when I was looking at his face, he does sport a lot of line work. And it was getting, for me, bordering on, is it too much? Mm. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think they might have just overdone it. You can see around the yeah. eyebrows and under the eyes, they've, under his pupil under is the white of his eye he's got this sort of a gray colored mm. sack sort of thing under his eye and that's fully been outlined all around his nose his horn his teeth even up on the frills uh, there's a there's a lot of line work i think i think it's a very busy face in comparison to you think of a typical ninja turtles face you get obviously line art around the the mask and the eyes and the teeth and then that's about it really because they've got that sort of rounded face this is there's a lot going on. It's a triceraton, right? He's got the, he's got the three horns. He's got the you know the, the the neck frill and all that sort of stuff. Look, I, I didn't notice that. What I did notice is that to to your point that he just looks like like that could be a master's buck with a fancy head and a tail. Do you know what I mean? Yep. He, Solid. he he doesn't look um, the big chunky like wrestling style arms that that I remember. But again, we are talking animation, and I did like the two tone paint you see on the chest, where yeah. it's that very subtle. Meant, yeah, meant yeah. to be that sort of cell shaded look, yeah. but it's it's subtle enough that it doesn't distract from the figure. Correct. It's yeah. done very nicely on the chest armor, and even on the arms and legs, it's a slight two tone mm. as it heads back. I think yeah, it's good. What do you think, Darren? Yeah, look. I like it. I like the bright colours and, and the two-tone effect. I hadn't really noticed the lines either in, in great detail. Now that I'm looking at them, I can't stop looking at them <laughs> now that you point them out. But, um, but look, I, I think he's a very cool-looking figure. He's probably not what I would have necessarily thought of when you say Fred Wolf Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. So I might have probably gone down a different character selection for the, the next offering. But... but I still want to get it. I still think it's a cool looking figure. Mm. And and I definitely want to, you know, expand that line. Mm. Well, speaking of expanding the line, still on NECA and still with Turtles, this is one that's dropped only in the last sort of 24 hours as of this recording. Uh, Unbeknownst to all of us, NECA actually own Loot Crate. Now, apparently, and we'll go into uh, this a little bit later on with the business side of it, but... This figure is being brought to us by Loot Crate, and this is what's being advertised as Spirit Splinter, meant to replicate that very famous scene in the movie where there's the blue flames and he's, uh, you know, the spirit of Splinter is talking to the boys. Uh, so it's actually based on the uh, Splinter from the movie, the Necker um, Buck that we're all sort of getting very soon. And but he's supposedly painted with some iridescent paint applications. I'll be very curious to see how this looks in real life. Comes with a nice sort of blue flame accessory with LED light up, and that is supposed to sort of activate the paint and give it that sort of glowing sort of ghost effect. So this is a six-inch six figure, I should have said. Um, it is interestingly, even though it's coming through Loot Crate, it's basically it's a Kickstarter. It's mm. a crowdfunded to to see if it gets the the numbers. So very very interesting. Yeah. Who's who's down for this? Oh, definitely, and I think it'll get up quite easily because it's such an iconic character in such an iconic scene from an incredibly iconic movie. It's a wonderful scene. It's a very emotional it scene. It certainly is. It's one of the most powerful scenes of the whole film. Absolutely. It certainly is. Heart and soul. The, the photograph, and obviously you take this with a pinch of salt, yeah. but the splinter in the photograph does look insane. Mm. Like the way he is glowing. You look at it. When I, I think when I first looked at it, I thought, well, they've just taken a screenshot. Photoshopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, he's glowing. It's it's dark and light. It's, it's incredible looking. Mm. So, yeah. Would be fascinated to see what this actually will look like. Yeah, I've seen paint. I've seen footage of I think it's one of the Necker boys actually had the fire little thing in his hand and was showing off the LED effect and like nothing of the actual figure, which mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. So going back to the business side of this, we spoke to before we had um, uh, Will Amper, I think it was on our Facebook page. No sooner had we like shared this news and gone, oh my god, let, let, let's all get one, he's gone. 
Well, uh, hang on a second. Here's an article from as recent as two months ago, I think it was, saying that Loot Crate had basically filed for bankruptcy. Correct. And so immediately I'm going, oh, this is this is not boding well. Uh, to, to Will's credit, he followed up a couple of hours later, just went, actually, I didn't know this, but NECA now have actually bought, as a result of obviously them being borderline insolvent, NECA now owned the Loot Crate brand. So this is, in effect backed by NECA. Mm, so it's exactly. not it's not a company that's going to go away anytime soon. No. And I think how powerful is this? I mean, I've heard of Loot Crate before. Mm. I've seen what's in there and I've never been compelled to buy anything Loot Crate. Yep. That's not to say there are people out there that haven't enjoyed it and haven't been fans of it. But now look at the exclusives that we're able to get into this line. I know they're, they're doing Gremlins, they're doing yes. Batman, which we'll talk a little bit more about later on. But... This is powerful stuff, right? This is going to get you sales. The yeah. Kickstarter, playing it nice and safe, I get mm. that. But something like this is going to be hot. I think this scene, carrying the emotional weight that it does, is going to bring in a lot of people wanting to get it. And mm. this is the only way you're ever going to get this yes. yeah. um, particular thing. And that's the thing, not, not coming to retail, which recently has been neck and strength. I, I, I think I was still in bed when I saw this, on the phone, checking in the morning as you do. And I went, I'm ordering that because I feel like they, that this was aimed directly at me because that scene, I've said this before on the show, but that the, the Turtles movie, that's my go-to. When I'm feeling down or lost or whatever, that's my go-to movie. And that scene, I reckon 50 to 60% of the time makes me cry every time. And so to have a figure representing yeah. that sitting alongside those perfect Turtle six-inch figures... Oh my God! Yeah, Drink. It's going to make you cry every time you won't want to come in. Here. It's a very sad toy room. Ali will be like, "Are you going into your toy room?" No, what? I'm too emotional right now. What's wrong? I looked at the shelf again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, some more reveals uh, from New York Comic Con. So this is actually from McFarlane Toys. McFarlane showed off a bit of stuff. Probably the most interesting one was our first look at Bloodshot. Now. This is uh, based on, is it a Valiant Comics bloodshot, I believe? Yeah. And there is a movie in the works that we've sort of heard about. Vin Diesel was attached. And before we've seen a trailer, before we've seen even a poster, we've now got an action figure of Vin Diesel as bloodshot as he's going to appear in the movie. I find this stunning, like the this timing is amazing. of it. Yeah. yeah. To, this is amazing. This could be the first release yeah. of an image, basically. And it looks so much like him as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. You can see Vin Diesel in there. Yeah, so it's it's very strange the way the way they've done this. I don't know if this is some new marketing scheme they're trying out, but it's it seems to have caught my attention. I know very little about Bloodshot, the character, as far as the the comics and that sort of thing. I think we might need to chat to our old friend Sam Cripps who can help us out with that. But yeah, very interesting that this is the the very first look we've gotten at this character. So we had more stuff from uh, this is Marvel Legends. There's a few things they revealed. The big one that's got people talking is they are doing a new Stan Lee figure. Now I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's only been one other Stan Lee figure to this point. There was one that was supposed to come out a couple yep. of years ago with a, like a a two part builder figure, if you will, that yes, got scrapped, cancelled. I know there was one where it was Spider Man. And he had the removable head and you could yep. put a Stan Lee head on him. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the hot toys with the space suit. Yes, which the I big, don't know. bigger one. Yeah, the bigger one, the one. The I think game. there was one other, who was it? Uh, Malcolm in our Patreon was saying there's been one other Marvel Legends sized right. Stan Lee figure from years ago. Um, but I, I couldn't tell you what that one looks like. So this is a, a new one, obviously, to honor the, the, the late, great Stan Lee. Comes with a Captain America shield with his signature scrawled across it, which I thought was a nice touch. Uh, and it's just yeah, regular old Stan in you know in jeans and and a, and a shirt sort of thing. It's so, a very iconic looking version of. Yeah, he's got the big smile yeah. and the glasses and stuff. We also saw some uh, repaints of uh, Deadpool because he wears all the colours. Uh, that's apparently based on the um, is when he joins the X Men and he he goes oh well the X Men wear blue and yellow so that's what I'm going to do and just paints himself <laughs> head to toe in blue with yellow highlights. Uh, there's also a, a retro Deadpool for the 80th anniversary of Marvel that comes on yes. the Uncanny X-Men card. Now, very is that toy a biz. European exclusive? I didn't find the details right. about the exclusivity yeah. of it. Um, it comes in like a, a like a mailer box. It yes. has a nice artwork Very much there like as well. the Hulk came in that yes. white mailer. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure about where you get your hands on that one, actually. Uh, speaking of retro cards, there was some more reveals of Warpath and... 
Is it Sunspot? I'm yes, not Sunspot. Overly, yeah, not I, familiar with Sunspot. I, I do have the uh, Toy Biz version of Sunspot. Yep. It did come out in the Toy Biz line. Okay. So uh, that's what I was sort of wondering when I saw Warpath and Sunspot. I thought retro cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. That's a good I don't point. know. Yeah, yeah. Not sure. Um, yeah, Warpath is long requested. He's a big, chunky, sort of you think juggernaut without the armor size. Uh, kind of figure they also there was a, a new set of the fantastic four basically using the same bucks we've seen in recent years but with a, a modern uh deco on their on their suits where they're predominantly black with blue highlights uh, it's kind of cool because mr fantastic they all come with different head sculpts as well so you got johnny storm in more of a a human look rather than being permanently on fire uh reed richards has got the the beard going uh, Sue Storm's got a nice head and like a blast effect and stuff. So good to see the fact, and they come with the Doctor Doom wave, of course, that's coming out. So good to see they're getting a bit of love because uh, some of those are first runs are very hard to get a hold of. More NECA news and another Loot Crate exclusive. NECA was part of the buyout of Loot Crate, as we discussed earlier, and they are doing a retro uh, Kenneth inspired textured Batman on Dark Knight collection card. This is the gold version um, of the previously released Michael Keaton Batman they did. And as we said, it's got the vintage style kind of card with the picture of Michael Keaton and and the Bat logo and really takes you back to, to good old 1990 when that, that line debuted. What size is this figure? So it'd be about a 7 inch. Does it stand? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. I, I... There's a Michael Keaton like black suited Batman that came out in eight. Which was a so repaint of the Nintendo part. NES oh, the video Nintendo game. Colors, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Nintendo yeah. one was the first one, right? Yeah. And then they got around the Michael Keaton likeness yeah. by putting him in a free figure when you buy the Blu-ray. Oh, was sort of the I first see. way they got around that. But now it seems, you know, tech shield Batman mm-hmm. is. is well, I suspect the license is totally different now yeah. that um, the master license that that Mattel had effectively is coming to an end. Yes. Right. Um, yes. So I suspect. And I've long since suspected this and talked about it on the show that we might see a few things that under that previous license weren't allowed. Yeah. Uh, DC have gone out and, and they've made multiple business deals already with, we know about Spin Master and, and McFarlane. Mm. Um, I'm hoping we'll see things like Wolf Scaler, Batman, Iron Witch, Batman, <laughs> a whole heap of, you know. Um, scuba Dive Batman. Is it Scuba, scuba, scuba Dive? It's Deep scuba Dive Batman. Deep Dive. That's I reckon you might get that as I was saying during the week. I reckon you might get that for Batman Returns anniversary because that was a Batman Returns figure. So this is just a one-off? This isn't like a new line there? No, no, it's it's a Loot Crate exclusive. Necker have been very good at doing this and Mm. I think even if you go back to things like the Terminator line, some of the very, and they weren't obviously Loot Crate exclusives, but they were exclusives in their own right. They might have done, you know, like an Endo Glow um, T-1000 or one of of the, put it on that Kenner style packaging Mm. And released it, you know. They, they, I think, and they might have even done it for Predator before that became a thing. Yeah, where they actually go, okay, we're going to make a line out of this. You know, they've they've, yeah. they've gone back now, and with Terminator Two, they're going and doing Power Arm Terminator, and and some of those on the on the Homages traditional the original style cut. That's yeah. such a cool so, way but to it, do it. But it started out as one off, as one off sort yeah. of exclusive. So I think this could be a similar sort of thing. Yep. That you know, this is the tech. Tech Shield or Tech Suit Batman that's coming out now. The only way you're going to get it is Loot Crate. And then you'll find that in two or three years' time, there'll be these other ones that yeah, have popped up and people will start going, man, now I want to collect it and I've got to go back and pay <laughs> mega bucks for Tech Shield. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, fascinating stuff. But I think this is very exciting for Loot Crate. And I think people are going to jump on board. Yeah. I think so. Is this a fundraiser similar to... I suspect... I didn't look into the yeah, detail, but okay. I suspect this one will be a crowdfunded... A crowdfunded yeah, uh, example. Very, well. very exciting. And we have more Batman news, this time from Hot Toys. A film accurate sonar suit, Val Kilmer Batman, and a Chris O'Donnell suit, uh, Robin suit from the end of the film Batman Forever was an unexpected reveal. Holy rusted metal, Batman! Huh? There's probably various opinions across the room of um, Batman Forever as a film. I, <laughs> I certainly enjoy it, but and I'm, I'm very excited to see these. I think the the quality and detail of, of the figures are um, up to the more than up to the usual hot toy standard, which you would expect. And mm. and I think they they are a nice um, continuation um, from you know the burden figures that they had 
come out a few years ago. I will say they got Val Kilmer's pouty mouth spot on. They did, like, didn't they? They always do. Considering yeah. that's the only part of the human you can actually see, you go, yep, that's Val Kilmer under that hood. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And tell you what, they, they got probably something else right on the Robin suit. I mean, is there something that your eyes just drawn to on that? It, it's I, I've never Anything noticed. Anything you want to tell us, Trent? No, I'm, I mean, just where my eye goes, not on any other figure in particular, <laughs> but on the Robin. It's just the elongation. So, so the, they got that part of Chris O'Donnell right. Wow, well, I don't know. I, I, haven't, to Trent. I haven't studied it enough in film to know how accurate it is, but I suspect according, being according hot, to Trent, toys. you know, the, that was something Hot Toys got right. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I never realised the. Well, we're obviously talking about the groin region, but. I, I, it, it just it's it's yeah, odd, obviously oddly it's, shaped. It's, a, it's a it's an odd design yeah, choice, yeah. I think, for the colours to uh, to swoop down the way they do. <laughs> so I can't I can't take my eyes away. But um, look, I think these are it says more about you than it does about Robin. <laughs> <and> Robin <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't mind a panther suit version of Batman. I would well. like a panther suit version of Batman as well. But it, it, I guess if you're going to differentiate from the Michael Keaton, which we've I think got that's probably the, what the they've gone and with and I, and I think that's and I think they're probably showing the same suit because it was a big part of a lot of the publicity material yes. back for the film so it's probably seen as iconic but someone who's watched the film a lot of times it's really only gets about 20 or 30 minutes of screen time. Mm. The main suit is the panther suit. Exactly, yeah. All right, moving on for some more DC news. I was excited to see this version of Wonder Woman by Sideshow coming in at the 1-6 scale, so similar to Hot Toys. Um, it's a beautiful version of Wonder Woman looking very comic book-esque. Mm. Uh, you know, a very comic book-styled face. It's not Gal Gadot, it's not Linda Carter, it's not yep. that look, but it's a comic book style of look. Um but all the joints are done in the arms. There's no elbow articulation, no shoulder articulation, no wrist articulation that you can see. But it's it's there. It's all just hidden. Yeah, in the joints. I thought this was a statue when yeah. I saw it because uh, it looks, you know, pristine and clean lines. You can't see any joints. But the fact that that, and then I've seen other pictures since that that can move and be fully articulated. My one concern with this, and it applies to lots of other figures as well, is how because that's got to be some sort of rubber, right? Yeah. How does that hold up? 10, Correct. 10, 20 years yeah. from now, right? The, the You'd fir- think being sideshow, there's a lot of research that's gone into it, but... I suspect so. I think Barbie's been doing it for a long time. Barbie okay. always had the knee joints, I yes. believe, were a ratchet joint uh, in the in the leg, and that was always internal skeleton on sort of mm. a thick rubber. It didn't get a lot of articulation out of it, to be fair to Barbie, but the durable as, yeah, right? Yeah, true. The, the one, I, I have the, the Gal Gadot version of Wonder Woman from the Snyder film. Mm. I think the ver- there's a couple of versions out there, but I think I got the, the BVS version. And same thing, same, absolutely wow. no... Uh, all hidden articulation, and I'm just too scared to kind of move your arms because I, I just don't stand wanna, up straight. That's yeah, all you're exactly. gonna do. Pose it once and leave it because I don't want to find out that the yep. rubber is gonna deteriorate. Yep. So time will tell. I'm hoping that if I don't move it a lot, it'll it'll hold it'll, up. It'll stay. Yeah. yeah. Ignorance um, is bliss, my friend. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, not sure if we've seen this guy before, but. Talking about Storm collectibles now, and we've been seeing a lot of the bad guys from Storm. A lot of solicitation going on at the moment. Obviously, mm. we've had pre-orders for their Bane based on the Injustice. We're seeing Dark Side. Uh, we've got Doomsday who's there. So a lot of bad guys. Yep. Where are the good guys? Well, not very many. Not very many, but we've got one big good guy that could probably take on all of them, and that <laughs> is Superman. And he looks sensational. This is the uh, from the games, from the Injustice games, we have seen Superman get a bit of love from figure form. So higher toys did him in the three yes, and three quarter right. inch scale. And we also saw Mattel do him in their sort of multiverse line. But this one for me is the pick of the bunch. I think this is the the one that really works. And obviously at the higher price point you mm. can expect from Storm. It looks looks great. And uh, yeah, if, you, if you're into collecting sort of the video game figures, this is a, a wonderful way to get into those like I said, at the mm. high price point, but they are Worth truly, it. truly wonderful. I think they got the head sculpt right. Like it looks, you know, you, you might think a Superman head simple to do, but this looks like from the game. Yes. Do you know what I mean? So they've they it really translates really well with, and you know that that blue is this iridescent kind of blue that really pops. So. Yeah. No, he's he's very good. Speaking of iridescent blue, we uh, there were some more reveals from. Zahaya Toys? No. This is Storm. Storm, still Storm Collectibles, yes. 
with their Mortal Kombat line, there was uh, some additional picks of Cyrax and Sector, which we've seen. Sector had a very cool sort of rocket accessory that comes out of his chest that with the smoke trails and everything looks great. But the big reveal that no one had seen before was a classic style Raiden as he is in Mortal Kombat 2. He's got the big blue vest on with the hat. And knowing my Mortal Kombat, it's going to be very easy for them to do a Mortal Kombat 1 Raiden, which is essentially the same figure, but without the big blue vest on. Ah, there you go. I I think I called him the Mortal Kombat 1 version. You've done very well to correct that. But yes, you are right. Um, The thing that got me with this, I think he looks great. I think well done for going again very retro. retro. Mm. Yes, I think it looks great. I didn't remember him having that really gritted teeth look in the game. I always remember a calmer sort of look. Okay. And that just that just threw me a bit was his he's got a very aggressive look on his face, face yeah. and he's got the gritted teeth, so all his teeth sort of exposed. Well that's what makes me think they can do an MK one recast yep. really easy. An MK one, his whole mantra is he's the pissed off elder god who wants to just kill everybody and be done with it yeah you can use that head or literally they just take off his blue gi that he's wearing and bang you've got your figure yeah no he's very cool i wonder what i didn't see any effects and we know that the mortal Kombat line by storm is one of their big selling points are all the different accessories and extras they throw in so i'd be hoping for some electricity effects um, and maybe, you know, something that works into a fatality or so- something mm-hmm. along those lines. But Translucent version, you reckon? To do I, the teleport? I, yeah, I reckon they will. They, they, Storm are very well known for doing their bloody variants, yes. but this one does would lend itself to almost a phasing yep. sort of style, maybe half Half painted and yeah. then it phases into clear plastic. I, I reckon that looks pretty cool. Mm. Moving on to Transformers. This is a, a bunch of breaking news. Some of it was revealed uh, leading in days before. New York, some of it is only a few hours old. We have the follow-up to the Siege line, and it is called Transformers Earthrise. The theory behind this is that they're going for more Earth-based modes. The Siege line was very much Cybertronian, so yes, it was a red truck, but it was not like any truck you're ever going to see on the roads in real life. So this is going back to that very sort of G1-esque look. They don't have the weathering effects or like the battle damage, which was a bit of a point of contention with some collectors. They're like... I don't want my figure to look used when it's brand new out the box sort of thing. So what we've got as a reveal was Optimus Prime at a leader scale. So that's probably the largest scale you can get. Comes with the trailer. This is one of the first Primes short of a masterpiece that comes with a the trailer that he can, you know, sort of scales correctly and stuff. Uh, we also got our first look at Grapple, who's in the Voyager size, looking very sort of orange. Uh, he was the orange sort of um, hoist type truck. Uh, we saw uh, there's a whole bunch of fa- favorite and familiar names in here. Uh, we saw Hoist. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> we saw Hoist, Cliff Jumper, Wheeljack, Starscream. Uh, the one that got me is actually one called Ironworks, and it's actually based off an old MicroMasters base that I actually had as a kid and it's got like a big uh, sort of orange crane on the top of it yep. this whole base and you can have a couple of micro masters I think it comes with it go up and down the ramps and stuff the whole base comes apart and then combines into like a, a lot, like a six inch size figure yeah uh, I thought that was a very cool way to take an old toy and just and give it give it new life and I noticed there was another robot that actually turns into one of the ramps you can I saw that what is that yeah. all about so yeah well <laughs> Transformers, yeah. Take whatever you can and well, that's it. Well, those ramps with those MicroMaster bases back in the day, all those bases had the same connectors for the ramps. So you, could, if you had four or five bases, you connect them up with these ramps, and you could literally drive your cars from one base to across three or four of them. So, be interesting to see whether they follow that kind of a feature. Look, the other thing that this is only a few hours old as of this recording is what they're calling the Generations Select line. So Generation Selects is supposedly a fan-dedicated line of figures featuring special edition characters that cannot be found in the main line. They're going to be available at, quote, select online retailers. The only one I was able to confirm sort of listening to watching some of the videos was Entertainment Earth. I don't know if that's the only place you can get some of these, but that's definitely one of them. So we got our first look at Cybertron Defense Hotshot, which is actually a redo of one of my favorite figures from the... Cybertron line circa 2005, I think it was. Uh, but the highlight was easily Chroma, who's actually based on the old Power Dasher mail-away figures you used to get back in the 80s. And he was one of these ones that I, I think the mold comes somewhere where they've just gone, 
this is a cheap toy. Let's slap a Transformers, you know, sticker on it. And it's a mail-away figure. And I think it had like a wind-up sort of pullback feature to it as well. So very cool that they're making use of these old, old licenses uh, to breathe a bit of life into Transformers. Mm. Yeah, no, very exciting. I think a lot of those designs are beautiful, very retro. The car, like you said, you know, the Optimus looks like he does yeah. Navy style. Yeah, Wheeljack looks exactly oh, like a Wheeljack should look. Right? That, the Wheeljack was actually my favourite yep. of the lot. He just looked sensational in, in both modes. But yeah, that vehicle mode, yep. you, you really want maybe two to... <laughs> <laughs> um, one twelve collective by Mezco are known. They, they do... Uh, at the sort of six-inch scale, they do a lot of the cloth goods. Here's a figure that they've released from DC. It's Wonder Woman that doesn't have a lot of cloth goods on her. Mm. I was actually sort of really interested to look at the the sculpt and see what's sculpted and what's actually cloth, if there is anything in there. Um, but it's a, a very nice figure. Uh, getting a lot of love, this 112 Collective. You know, shout out to John Caulfield, who is going up and, and buying up big on yeah, Mezco. He's and, and, he's, and he's loving it. Mm. He's absolutely uh, loving the, the Mezco stuff. This one, again, it's got a bit of a... It's it's almost fairly comic book with a bit more of an armoured look over the sort of torso. Um, bit of a Linda Carter look on the face. Yes, if I I'd, I'd agree with one. that, the hairstyle. The hairstyle, yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely, definitely has a Linda Carter influence. Um, and the face almost, when you when you sort of look at the... Maybe a bit Jim Lee styled, if you had to oh, pick yeah. one, perhaps. Yep, um, but, but a very nice figure, outfitted uh, with a reinforced torso armour, um, and you get a, an extra cape that you can attach to her. Um, well, that, that's Linda Carter here, isn't it? Yeah, what well, is that? That, yeah. that cape is very Linda Carter. She's got the battle axe, shield, spear, lasso, and a number of interchangeable hands. So you obviously get and a stand, a very mm. nice stand. You obviously get good value uh, for your money when you're buying Mezco. Yeah, those accessories really sort of you know make it look like a warrior, right? Like you yeah. got a spear, an axe, a shield, and all this great stuff. Looks amazing. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the uh, the? Have you jumped into this, Darren? Yet I know Mezco obviously do a lot of DC stuff, but there's a lot of DC. Yeah, product. I haven't yet. I've looked at it. You know, I'm sort of, you know, I've looked at it longingly, and it's something that I could jump into, but I haven't. The the thing that got me next was around DC collectibles, and out of all the showings, this one was probably the most lackluster mm. for me personally. Now, is this is this the last of the stuff to come from DC Collectibles b- before it goes to, like, McFarlane well, sort of so stuff? Well, that's Mattel that's transitioning over to McFarlane. DC Collectibles will keep putting out product. But are they, products, wasn't yeah. there, like, like some internal shuffling around that they were sort of consolidating yeah. their, their lines? I, thought I, think was, they were, I think they were. I don't yeah. think they're going to... So, well, but DC Collectibles are. is still going to be a thing, though. Oh, I believe forth? so. Okay. Yeah, and, and right. look, maybe they move. Maybe, maybe you're right in a sense that they're moving away from action figures mm. to more the, the statues and the, yep. the higher end stuff. I thought they were still going to do figures, but yeah, look, it, it very much feels like a, a bit like when Mattel was sort of exiting. Mm. There was a bit of repaint. Mattel did obviously give us an Alfred and some very sensational yeah. and some very nice stuff towards the end when we thought they might phone it in. Yep. Um, but this whole wave, I'll talk talk through them what we're getting. So four figures from DC Essentials and four figures from the new line called Deceased, uh, very <laughs> cleverly written with the DC Pun. and then yeah and then Ceased, um, which is essentially Marvel zombies or yes. Blackest Night, you yeah. know, kind of zombified or undead. But to talk to DC Essentials first of all, we had uh, Nightwing. So this is a red version of Nightwing. Looks just like the the mm. first version of Nightwing we got, but with the red V across the chest. Uh, we have this sort of translucent flash, uh, which it looks doesn't, like a, a gummy bear kind of, doesn't it? It does look like a lolly. You could lick him. Um, a rebirth Batman and a black suit Superman. Uh, who's got the stubble? He's got the sort of yeah. the short. The, I was kind of expecting him to have the mullet. Well, exactly. That's that's, that's black suit Superman for me. Without yeah. the mullet, it's it's not the same. No, no, it wasn't. So again, very sort of. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's really a figure in here that I would be really? compelled to buy. Not even the deceased stuff. Like, well, that no, the looks kind of cool. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. But again, there's a lot of repaint in there. Um, I, I haven't read the deceased. I don't know the storyline. There's a, an undead looking Batman. Superman, Harley Quinn, and Joker, mm. and the Joker is a very nice version, but it just looks like a repaint bloodied up a little bit. Like, yeah, it, it, Joker it, looks crazy enough already, right? Yeah, exactly. With zombie stuff. I just don't feel like they've maybe done enough to these figures 
to make them look sort of special. They just feel very repaintish. Bit of a head sculpt, sure. Mm. So the head sculpts are quite quite good and, yep. and, and, and capture that sort of zombified look. But yeah, it's just not enough in it for me. I, I feel like it's a, a bit of a shortcut. Yeah. We'll move on to sort of some final news out of New York. There's been heaps, so we mm. haven't covered it We've all. We've probably missed stuff. And yeah. in fact, as we're recording, I think they're into day three right now. So it's still all unfolding. Yeah, yeah so it's still all unfolding. Uh, yeah, lots to, uh, lots to cover. We may touch on on a later episode. But we, we'll we, we might. We'll touch a little bit of Star Wars uh, in our Force Friday recap. Which has been which has been sort of interesting, mm. but yeah, I do want to touch on the Hot Toys Mandalorian. So this was a must-have, right? <laughs> if you're going to put out one Hot Toys figure, you've got to put out the Mandalorian himself because yep. I think this is going to be huge. And um, he looks great, wonderful. What else can you say? Um, they've captured it perfectly. And um, the other thing was the IG Eleven is getting a figure. He looked a bit short to me from the press picks. Oh, I always okay. expected... I mean, this is IG-11, it's not IG-88, yeah, but yeah. I always think of IG-88 as being like a very tall, tall slender sort of robot, whereas IG-11 always looks shorter than the Mandalorian himself. So oh, yeah, just, okay. just a little bit odd. Maybe I've maybe I've misinterpreted those mm. pictures, but he does, he does look sensational and... and yeah, it'd be very hard. I think this figure is going to sell, sell oh, yeah. incredibly Absolutely. well. All right, we'll wrap our analysis of New York Comic Con, but we will jump into Force Friday. And this is the day that all the new Star Wars merchandise sort of gets released to the market. See, I find this interesting that, you know, there's there's May the 4th, and, and, and I get that, and but this Force Friday just... Is, is all about toys, is that right? Like it's still when I, new I, product comes out? Is I believe so, yeah. Okay. Primarily from what I've seen, it seems to be about product, new product coming up relating to an up-and-coming film. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which um, I guess doesn't fit in with May the 4th because they're not coming out that time of year. Yeah. Because hmm. we even had some some of our Patreon. I mean, uh, Chris Fresh was, was all over it and he can, you know, we might talk to some of the things he managed to pick up. But a couple of our other Patreons, I think, were just like, Wait. So, what day is it today? What's what's Force yeah, Friday? What's Force what is Friday? it yeah. basically? Yeah. yeah look, it's it's. Uh, I remember being down uh, at Target a couple of years back for the for the what Force Awakens. Yeah. So whatever, three or four years back. Yeah, I was as well. And it was there was my memory of that is they went to effort. Right. But it was all three and three quarter inch stuff, and and I really wanted six inch black series. Yeah. There wasn't a lot there. It was pretty lackluster back then. I don't remember this being very exciting for any of the other films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. this, the Last what, Jedi, um, Toys R Us did a bit more. They had yeah. some bike series, but it went very quickly. Yeah, because they were the only only, only show in town yeah. that were doing it. So it, it flew. I remember getting down there. I did the night shift to work, and I got down there straight away, and it was still rated. Yeah, you know, I got there as they were opening, and and they just flying. But um, I thought this this year, my personal experiences. That it was better. Yes. There seemed to be more. Op- now, it's an interesting thing. I'll unpack it a little bit. I am. Um, I managed to get the um, the Zing exclusive um, Luke um, Jedi Knight Luke that I really badly wanted. So I was happy with that. Managed to organise that yesterday. Today I went down and I had a bit of a sif Saturday, um, unintentional. Um, <laughs> Target at Hollywood Plaza still had quite a bit of stuff. Right. So. Either they got a lot more in, or Star Wars is on the notes. Yeah, I in look- terms of sales, I'm not sure what what it would be. And having not been able to get there yesterday, I, I can't measure what what it initially looked like. Yeah, I, I'll give you a bit of a, a recap on my experience. I was I was I wanted to get into the spirit of Force Friday, and I snuck out of work. Uh, you know, <laughs> for anyone listening at work, I, I, I came in early, but I, 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 he I made dove the time. It's I, fine. I took a leave of absence. I dove out at uh, five to nine to, to head down to the. Um, I thought I'll hit up. So that's a bit of an early mark, isn't it, Frank? <laughs> Seven hours and fifty-five minutes early. No, mark. I came, I'm heading home now, sir. <laughs> I came back after. Um, I went down. So I went down to Maya as Maya. I was going to just target Maya and. Toy World because they're in they're they're fifty meters away yeah, from each yeah. other they're on the same level of the same building essentially. Perfect. So I was waiting. So I got I got to Toy World in the Maya Center City at nine or one minute to nine. There was another woman standing outside who I I figured was 
looking for Star Wars stuff. Mm. And as the doors opened, I sort of gestured to her to go in first because she was there before me. And she she walked in. She said, oh, are you looking for Star Wars? I said, yes. We had a bit of a conversation. Apparently, she was actually collecting for her husband. She wasn't a Star Wars collector, but he <laughs> had was. Had a shopping list. Yeah, yeah. had the shopping list. And I said, oh, what are you after? She goes, oh, you know, the whole wave, the eight figures, essentially. Yeah, and she right. goes, I've been down to Zing. Uh, they don't have the, you know, the eight figures, but mm. they had the Jedi, the episode six Luke Jedi. And mm. uh, she said, there's two left if you want that. So um, check that out. Went in, couldn't see anything in Toy World. We asked the, the, the w- woman behind the counter if they were getting any in or, and, and she said, ah, oh, not sure what you're talking about, but mm. we'll probably get it in later was sort of her comment. So mm. clearly they not, didn't not have a the big stock. Thing. No, yeah. no, it wasn't for them a big thing. They didn't mm. have the stock ready. They weren't. Uh, and if they did, they weren't putting it out. The yeah, they weren't aware of it. Went went over to Maya uh, with with the woman again. Nothing there, and I thought well, that's been a bit of a, a disaster. Just, yeah. I'm going to go down and check out Zing. So I went down to Zing. Is only another you know three minutes away. It's pretty close. Went down, checked out Zing. Found the found a lot of the three and three quarter inch stuff. The figures, which I'd had no idea on what they were going to be. I'd just mm. seen nothing. And maybe there were leaks and stuff, but it was quite surprising to see that that assortment just sitting yeah, right. there for the first time, um, which was cool. It's in that Star Wars vintage collection, so on the retro cards, but I, I don't collect that. Uh, saw the the last Luke Jedi figure there, but really there was there was the Stormtrooper helmet. There was some vintage-style X-Wings, Poe Dameron's X-Wing and, and Luke Skywalker's X-Wing, which were very nice, but like $200 for Oof. a... For a three and three quarter inch X wing, so very mm. pricey. And then at the back counter, they had this big wall where they normally have I don't know some stuff behind kind of the counter. They closed the counter down now, mm. so you don't actually buy from that counter, but it's sort of still there. But behind that, they put up this big black tarpaulin, and I, and I sort of said, "Oh, when, when are you?" I said to one of the guys, "When are you revealing that?" And he goes, "Oh no, it's can't reveal it now. It's one thirty. One thirty is the time that this gets revealed. What? And I thought one thirty in the afternoon. One thirty in the afternoon. Okay. Who's sure. going to be there? What? I thought he goes, and he said something along the lines like he he made me feel like I was an idiot. Basically, he's like, don't you know? Oh, yeah, I, I reckon quite... I know that guy <laughs> <laughs> because he, he does the same thing. With it me. was a really weird. It's, it's funny because he, you know, like I, I was sort of saying, you know, what's well, nine o'clock. Why, why isn't it revealed? Yeah, like exactly. That's when it happens. It's 9 o'clock. And he's like, no, no, no. They're very strict about this. One thirty. It's got to be one thirty. Anyway, I was I was like, what's behind there? Like, what do they have back there? There's, there was a whole wall. And I went back at, after, after lunch. And it wasn't Star Wars stuff. It was like Funko Pops. Uh... So maybe we were talking about two different things. Maybe the Force Friday stuff had already been released and revealed. Yeah. And it was some other Funko convention thing. We just got our <laughs> Funko, wires crossed. Funko Friday. Like. Yeah, I, I had no idea, but there was no Star Wars stuff behind uh, that show. Not even Star maybe Wars. They were waiting, maybe they were waiting to 1.30 in the afternoon because they were a little bit embarrassed to unveil it when people might actually be in store. <laughs> maybe. Sorry, Funko fans. That was, Jeez. I don't know, but it, clearly there was no there was no 1.30 timeline on the Star yeah. Wars because that was... It was gone. In, in, well... In other stores like Big W, yeah, exactly. that was just over there when they opened. Mm. Big W, I heard, was very hit and miss this year. Yep. Um, some stores got stuff and some didn't. Um, did you end up getting to Target in the city? Or? No, I did. It was too far away. Yeah. I, I didn't. I thought it might have I didn't get down. It was, yeah. it was, it was the opposite of, end from where you work, I know. Yeah, it was one of these things that I think I woke. I, I've, I've been doing weird hours. I've been super busy and, and yep. been getting up really early. And my wife's been doing a course, so I've been up at... 5.30, get the kids ready, mm. and she goes off at, at 6.30. So I've been, I, I woke up at 3 o'clock, and I thought, oh, I'll jump on the Zing website. So this is before I've gone into store. Mm. And I jumped on the, the Zing website, so it was 3 o'clock in the morning, so it's just launched essentially at midnight. And I've, I've bought, I've seen the whole, you know, the eight figures of that assortment and the Luke Jedi. So I've jumped on, and I've grabbed the ones I thought, these will be the harder to find ones. So I, I got the Mandalorian. I got the um, second sister from the video game. I got the the Cal Kestis or whatever his name is, the main lead from the, the new up and coming Fallen Order video game. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. And I think I just got the, I thought I'll get the Ray as well because I, I do like the Ray. Mm. She comes with that little cone shaped droid. Yep. Yeah, it's a very cane. nice looking Ray. Lovely looking Ray. Mm. So I thought, I'll get that. I'll get Luke Jedi. So I got the five. I left like the the Sith Trooper and the Stormtrooper and yeah, the Kylo Ren and those, those sort of things. Yep. Just left them because I thought they'll be the 
more likely to be the peg warmers mm. yeah. and, and ordered that. And then, you know, had the debacle of the in-store. And as I was going into the, into the store, I just thought, I'll check out Toys and Beyond and see what they've got. Yeah. Sure enough, popped up the eight. $33 a figure, mm-hmm. you know, perfect price, free shipping. Yeah, you can't and, and I just bought, I'm just like, well, this is why wouldn't retail. I? What is, this is just retail. Yep. It's like, wh- how much you pay a retail? Well, I was, so Zing was 40 bucks. So I was, I, I went into Force Friday saying to myself, I'm willing to pay the Zing price mm. to get the retail $7 experience. to get the retail experience. Okay. I wanted to go in there and to and, support, uh, yeah, local support retail, local yeah. retail. Go in there. I go, I love Dennis and Dennis is great and, mm. and I know he's always going to be there but I just wanted that the buzz of the, the retail tactile experience yeah especially yeah. on a special day and I was happy to pay for it right but my experience was so underwhelming from mm. what I experienced and and added insult to injury by having the store assistant at Zing kind of rub me up the wrong way yeah. with his um, well didn't you know this this is oh, how, how silly yeah. are you for not knowing yeah. and, and that, this, this... that gentleman that you're referring to is often like that he's very <laughs> condescending yeah. you know and expects you to know every yeah well <laughs> you know it's your fault that yeah yeah they sold yeah. out yeah you it, can come it, soon enough it, so it was sort of like just this, this, left this, this bitter taste in my mouth and I'm like Good old Dennis Milo. He's reliable, he's dependable, and he <laughs> delivers. Reliable, dependable, good price. Like what what you know, and this is probably for me the the problem with, with Australian retail. I think Just this is the problem. Right, they can't right think outside the square. What Dennis Milo is doing, he's doing it very well, but it's not rocket science. It should not especially when they're coming in even packed cases now. Yeah. Should not be that hard to walk into a big W Target, Kmart, Meyer, Zing. Toy World, wherever, and just buy the case of eight. Yeah, you know, do a pre-order if they're worried about being left for stock, but get it done. Yeah, because there are people that want to support local retailers. Mm, very good. All right, uh, we'll move on now to PowerCon, and we had some very exciting news. Darren, did you want to take us through this? Because this is yeah, huge. Have you? It, it is huge. Yeah. Um, so on the Rest Google podcast, Val Staples has announced that PowerCon has got the official stamp from Mattel. So this can only be a good thing of science to come with Mattel taking the uh, Masters of the Universe franchise very seriously. With the up-and-coming up cartoon and film release, it just it beggars the mind as to what might come next. Speaking of which, Paracon 2020 has, has already exclusives locked in, but it's all very secret screw as to what or who they might be. Okay, so there are exclusives. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. So it'd be interesting. I mean, it could be could be anything. Mm. Could be classics. Could be Shearer. My sense is that there could be something Origins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, at PowerCon, I'll just say this very briefly because I know we're a bit pressed for time. But at PowerCon, a lot of people were pushing Brit, the brand manager for Queen Marlena in in Origins and and the importance of Queen Marlena. Um, it was made very clear that Origins is literally taking all its P's and Q's from the vintage line. So okay. don't expect Queen okay. Marlena. Right. Don't expect Shearer. Don't expect anything like that. It is the vintage Masters Universe line done in the Origin style. Okay. Um, anything okay. that didn't make it in the vintage line that they're not really looking at. So does that mean that they'd look at it? I as reckon. An they, I reckon yeah. they might. We can look at it as an exclusive edition. for a convention. Yeah. So Marlena could a way be of putting a Marlena in that. Um, Five and a half inch scale because let's be honest, Super Seven didn't even get to it. No, um, or an Adora or a Shearer yeah. or all of the above at different times in that Origins sort of um, vintage scale, and and I think that'd get, go down a treat. I understand why they're wanting to keep it vintage just for retail, and, yeah. And people like you and I that want want a line that digs deeper, we have our classics that we'll always have, and um, you know. In the beauty of Origins is we get new mini comics and we get to go back to retail, but it's a very different proposition. Mm. So, I, I, as someone who's not as close to the whole PowerCon stuff, I'm surprised that this wasn't official a long time ago. Now, mm. I understand from you guys that you know it, it was Val's show and he put all the his time, effort, and resources into it. The fact that it's taken this long to become official is, is stunning to me, right? Like, it I, is. Well, it just shows, yeah, how, shows, I think, just how off the radar Masters yeah. of the Universe has been for Mattel for a yes. long time. Yeah, yeah. And, and th- there's a few reasons why that would be. 
um, and why that might be different now. Obviously, uh, the big one is there's a film coming and a Netflix cartoon yeah. and a toy line that they're getting trying to get into, into mainstream retail. I think the fact that they but actually... also they lost the DC Master license, which I said uh, I've said to Trent and Ben before mm. was actually probably the very best thing that could have happened to Masters of the Universe. Yeah, true. Suddenly, yeah, you know, competing. it's front and center of Mattel's thinking again because. Has you know, what do they have yeah. in the way of boys' toys that they can put out? For sure. Yeah, and I think the fact they had Kevin Smith announce that Netflix show at PowerCon, obviously Mattel execs were across that, so shows that they were taking it seriously. So, yeah, well done to, to Val and the team for, um, you know. Because, well, does that, that mean does that mean yeah. he's now a Mattel employee? Is that no, how that I works? No, I don't <laughs> think so. Maybe as a contractor yeah, for that yeah. event or maybe he, he uh, has to work under certain criteria. I think Val always ran ran an extremely professional, hmm. you know, this, this would be a no-brainer for Mattel to kind of put their badge on it or, you know, it's now official, Maybe they provide some funding and that mm. sort of thing, and 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 it just goes on like clockwork. But he's done the leg he work. Does it all, it's, yeah. it's an incredible. He, he's built it from nothing. He's built it, yeah, he's yeah. built it, and up it doesn't seem that many years ago it wasn't a, an event. You no, know, the first one was happening. It's like, and so it's like, he's built it from nothing, based yeah. purely on word of mouth and reputation. Yeah, and and the risk here, you know, the risk in my mind is Mattel would have kind of, for any other maybe con that they didn't respect or or you know have high high sort of value proposition mm. on they could have shut it down they could have said you know you're not allowed to do it yep. we're going to do our own thing so it's a, it's a credit to Val that they've kind of endorsed it and hopefully this makes it a much easier proposition for him to run mm. that there is some funding or there is some support financially because because yeah. it's a lot of work for him and to come out of it maybe not you know making any money Barely is, is, even, is, yeah. is a huge thing right so yeah. I'm hoping this is Great news for Val, and it's it's great. I'm news. hoping that so, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So and, no. and great news for the property. I'm hoping as well. Again, a sign, as we talked about, that, that Mattel uh, looking at Masters with you know a very serious interest. Yes. Mm. All right. Just quickly on Storm Collectibles, we did chat about some of their reveals, but they're getting the solicitations are coming thick and fast with promotional images and things going up for pre-sale. Uh, Lobo, we knew, uh, mm-hmm. went up for, for pre-sale, but now it's Darkseid, Cyrax, and Smoke. They're all they're all coming up uh, thick and fast. So, yeah, Lobo looked amazing. Uh, he's got three heads, including the cigar smoking head, <laughs> as well as having two interchangeable hair pieces. So oh, really? hair forward and hair flowing oh, back. God. So you can get, I guess, what's that? Do the maths on it. Sort of six different looks, which is pretty cool. Nice. Now, I know Ben is keen to get a definitive version of Lobo, and I know Lobo came out as a Collect and Connect yeah. figure in the multiverse Tough line, to get. which Ben sort of said, let's put him off. Mm. But... This was the one I think he was going to pick up. It is a it is a good figure. Yeah, Lobo is kind of like DC's Deadpool. I yeah. think he should be more front and center than he has been previously. And you know who knows what's to come. But yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing I had to just shout out Darkseid. It's the first time I saw this Omega Blast. Yeah, the look. effects on the eyes. Oh, so incredible. good. We've, we've seen the figure for oh, almost, I want to say, a couple of years yeah, now. Yeah, I but reckon all the, the, the different effects there. And I noticed that with their display in general, there was a lot more focus on here's the extra little things we do yes. to make these figures really pop. Yeah, it's a big selling point for these, for the particularly these game figures. Mm. And that, that Cyrax has the um, crusher. That comes out of his chest for his that's fatality. Sec- that's Sector. Sector, yeah. sorry. Yep. It is, you're right, it is Sector, um, which just looks insane. <laughs> and it's so bulky. Such yeah, a big... It's a uh, huge pack-in yeah. for a, for a six-inch figure. There's a lot of plastic that would go into that. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of plastic going into a toy, we are talking about the... Uh, what's it? World Crusher? No. What's his term? Well, he is. He's... The Planet. Chaos Bringer. Right. That's what I was thinking of. Planet the Chaos Devourer. Bringer, Planet Devourer, Unicron. Well, we're going to keep updating this because I think by the time this episode goes out, the f- crowdfunding thing will be over. The timeline will have passed unless they extend it again. But as of this recording, to get to the Magical 8000, they are within 500 away. 7,520 was the last number I saw. That puts it around the 96 percentile sort of funded. Um, and yeah, look, it's 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 all but made at this point. Um, You've got to think it's, it's oh, going to go through because there's always a, a mad rush from the last day. Exactly or, right. And I'm thinking a lot of 
third party stores are taking orders yep. that that might take a while. When do they funnel them through? You know, yeah, they'll, be, yeah. they'll be accumulating orders and then they'll dump yeah. them on. There, the- w- there was one day where I think in, within a twenty four hour period there was like the number went up by a thousand, and yeah. maybe that was those yes, stores submitting in. all that stuff because it seemed very coincidental. But yeah, it's going to get funded. Uh, they keep releasing sort of new little updates. They said the other day that. Uh, he had five uh, five points of articulation in his hand. They've now upped that to 15. So you can imagine every single knuckle on the hands are all good to go. Uh, they've included a few little pack-ins like an Ark uh, Galvatron, or it's a shuttle, not the Ark, sorry, uh, Galvatron ship. And even, you know, the point where he picks up a little Galvatron and, or Hot Rod, sorry, Hot Rod, and, yeah. and pops him in his mouth yes. to, to scale. So he can hold him in his fingers and, and drop him in the mouth, that sort of stuff. So they're, wow. they're really pushing it. It's going to happen. Um, I hope you've got your order in. Jeez, I, I I'm not ordering this, but um, as someone who's <laughs> have, just a have casual... one of mine. I've got no room for it. <laughs> just someone who's a casual observer. But can I just say congratulations to everyone who is? Because it looks like it's going to be a sensational set, yeah. and and uh, you've you know you've all but done it. So congratulations yeah. to getting it over the line. It was wow. yeah, it was a bit scary at one point. Um, there was also a little bit of more Transformers news. Now, I haven't actually seen these, but pop. Pop Culture Shock revealed two Transformers statues of Megatron and Grimlock, supposedly based on the artwork uh, from Emilio Santilla, if I've yeah, that correctly. Santalucia. Santalucia, okay. Um, yeah, I haven't seen these. What, uh, what sort of generation are we talking? Like Gen 1 sort of stuff? Or? It's very Gen 1. Um, I will show it to you in the break between yep. episodes, if you like. Um, it came up on my... My newsfeed, I don't know where I can find it. So Okay. What sort I, of and they like big sort of, you know, one quarter scale or what? I'm not sure what the scale is. They look very cartoony. Okay. In, yeah, cool. in design they look very animated. Um I thought they looked cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'd be keen to check it out. Yeah, check it out. And um yeah, well worth um looking about. But I just noticed that um Emiliano was talking about about the fact that, you know, he did the artwork. He did form, the artwork. So he does gorgeous artwork. He does. Mm. So I think, yeah, they're instantly recognisable. Like I showed, showed them to my mum today and she's like, you know, that's Megatron and Grimlock. So, yeah, nice. You know, they're instantly recognisable. They're very G1. <laughs> cool. Yeah, very good. All right, we're going to talk a little bit about some trailer news now and some movie news as well. But the Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn trailer has dropped. It is the first official trailer. It runs for about two minutes. It's interesting. It features, obviously, <laughs> Harley front and centre, played by Margot Robbie. And I think she does, a, a from what I've seen of the trailer, a very, very Harley-esque portrayal mm. that is in keeping with what we saw from her in Suicide Squad. Yep. A couple of takeouts from me before I shoot around the room for comments. Black Mask, played by Ewan McGregor, looks great, but where's the mask? Good question. Um, Harley has a new look. She sports a number of new outfits and looks, and I think it makes sense for the yeah. character to yep. do that. Lots of action, lots of fight scenes, lots of car chases, very stylistic, and this sort of quite... I found it quite... It, it, it was a comic book style scene towards the end of the trailer where she's driving in the car and she's talking to someone and the... Mm. the, the the, the passenger's calling her the crazy chick. And she's like, you don't call a, a girl a chick. You call her, you can call me a bitch, yeah. whatever. And then and she goes, can you can you deal with this? And, and all of a sudden, the passenger has this lit stick of dynamite. She sort of throws it out the window and explodes up a car behind them. Yep. And Harley sort of giggles. That, and that, that was just... Harley it was classic Harley. It was vintage Harley. Harley. It was yeah. vintage Harley. It felt very, very authentic. So I, I thought that was a good move. Stylistically, we're moving away, I think, from the Zack Snyder, the very dark tones. Mm. Uh, and it seemed to be a bit more in keeping stylistically to something like a Suicide Squad. Yep. Seemed to be a lot of colour. A lot of colour. Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. I saw this trailer and I, and I sort of formed an opinion of it. And I saw where it said to my wife, I said, have you seen the new trailer? No, I haven't seen it. I'm not going to say anything. Watch it. And then I want to see what your thoughts. And we both thought, thought the same thing. You take the... A uh, title card at the end of off of that, you change that to Harley Quinn the movie, mm. and you could be convinced that's what it is. For a team up movie, yeah. I was like, "Where's Huntress? Huntress?" I don't think actually said a yeah. word the she entire didn't, trailer. You, saw her you on see a her motorbike. briefly. Yeah. Um. Uh, you see a little bit more of Black Canary. They have that cool little interaction where she's like, "Harley, we, we have to go." Yeah. Right. That was sort of cool, but it just felt. And very, very Harley, 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 Harley. And I get it, right? She's the established character. She's the star. Um, To your point about Black Mask, if it was me, I would have done just a simple shot of Ewan McGregor 
pulling off a black ski mask because they've done a robbery or something like that. That's how you, you get around that. So you don't think you'll have the skull mask? Not based on what we've seen. In all I've the promo the, shots. I've, I've heard, and it's, I'm not sure where I, I'm trying to remember where I heard it, but I heard they're going to do that in post. So Well, but then in the trailer, every shot you see of him, he just looks yeah, like you Yeah, I know. I found and that, he was wearing glasses. Yeah, yeah. I found that hard Why to, would you have him wearing glasses yeah. if you're going to have it in post? Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah it's, it's, that's a very valid point. I mean, the other part of it is is that I suspect next, they won't. next to Margot Robbie, he's the most famous face in the film. Yeah. Why do yeah. you want to hide that behind Probably CG? Not. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so, D- look, Diego Luna is... Uh, Who's that? Well, so maybe it's a good point. He's not that well known. But he's, <laughs> isn't he um, the Mandalorian? He's just going to be hidden for the whole. Uh, well, the whole true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's very funny. So, um, yeah, I look- would make the the difference with that though. That Star Wars is the star. Sure. Yeah. No. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. Um, yeah. No, yeah. You, you know, even just going back to the George Lucas era, you never had starring Mark Hamill. No, you know, at the beginning famous or anything thing. like that. <laughs> yeah. You know, or or Harrison Ford or Carrie Fisher. It was always the title. Then the story. We didn't the stars even... were last of all. Yeah, mm. you know the end credits. Yeah, I just, I just thought, um, oh, I, I think the movie itself looks fun, but I think whoever edited that trailer needs a lesson because to me, it, 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 it did that classic thing of we now know the entire storyline. Right, yeah. you think of like trailers for other movies where you get glimpses of cool stuff, and you're like, oh, how does it all fit together? Yeah. Right. Um, I just think I think the trailer was average, but I'm excited. Oh, who am I kidding? I'm going to go see the movie, yeah, right? I think yes. yeah, it no, looks good, like fun. Good, good summary. All right. So speaking of other things that look fun, uh, we've got more stuff centered around Jurassic Park. Yeah, this uh, is very exciting. As you probably might have heard by now, we have had the original three in Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill, and Laura Dern, although otherwise known as Ian Malcolm, Alan Grant, and. Uh, Ellie, Ellie Slater Sattler, Sattler sorry Sattler, yeah. all coming back from the original Jurassic Park they're back for what will be Jurassic World 3 uh, and now we're starting to hear I don't think this is confirmed not confirmed but it's a but, rumor, uh, yeah. Joseph Mazzello and Ariana Richards better known as the young kids who were running around the dino park in Jurassic 1 uh, they are supposedly in talks or they're keen to, they've voiced opinions that they want to uh, make an appearance. I would love that. Oh, yeah. That would be, uh, even if it's just a cameo at the end of the film or something like that, I think that would be really nice. Kind of, to me, signals that they're rounding out this new trilogy of yeah, films. in and, a really and, nice way. Yeah, and the, the Chris Pratt era sort of will come to an end in, in some shape, so... Yeah, but very, very excited to see that. Yeah, very good. All right, we got one last piece of news that I thought was worth touching on because I thought this was so, so cool. Um, this is Mortal Kombat 11, and we knew that Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> as T-800 from The Dark Fate, the new upcoming film by James Cameron, was going to appear, and it's cool to see. This <laughs> This was probably... I, I always love watching these little when they reveal a new character, you know, how yeah. they play and just two minute clip of, of some of the game footage. Uh, unfortunately it's not well and understandably it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger's no. voice. Obviously it's a it's a very close uh, representation. It's pretty good, pretty good likeness. It's yeah. enough to get you by, right? Um but from from basically creating time vortexes and <laughs> jumping through them to the headbutts that felt so Metallic. Well, one of the things that got me was the sounds. Yeah. Right? In Mortal Kombat, when you punch someone, it's that it's, it's that bone flesh. hitting, fish, yeah. fleshy sort of sound. Every time Arnie gets hit or hits the other person, it's yeah. clunk, it's chunk, clunk. it's metal. Cause Which is it's it got stands the out, right? Yeah. Doesn't it? It was so cool. Um, yeah, that very metallic feel. And then at one point, I, I don't know who was fought, fought, was that, who was he fighting? Scorpion. Scorpion. Mm. Fire, and of course he goes up in flames and burns. But then the flesh is all burnt off and he's the endoskeleton inside. What that is is like a feature where I think that's basically like his... At that point, his health bar is depleted, right? Right. But then with the right ability equipped, he comes back as the endoskeleton with like a sliver of health. Right. But he's more or less... I think he can take up to five or six hits... And nothing happens. Yes, uh, he can't jump, can't run. So there's restrictions around it, okay. but it's a gameplay feature, a bit like they did with like Freddy. Uh, I'm sorry, Jason in yep. one of the earlier games. He dies, but then comes back, and you've got a very small window to try and you know get the win as that character. <laughs> so classic. it's a great way to Super to cool. work that into into the gameplay. Right, and I had to I had to shout out. They always show a fatality at the end, <laughs> but this one he was he essentially. Um, Poor old uh, was Jax he was picking yep. on, but he shoots off his legs and then sends him into the future, legless basically because yep. the time vortex sort of just cuts off his, his yep. legs. 
and he's in the future world controlled by Terminators, and he just gets, ex- <laughs> they just gets exterminated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it's just very, very clever. Yeah. yeah. And it's typical Mortal Kombat. And even, even like the intro stuff where he's walking up at the start of the fight, he's got a shotgun that's in a case full of roses. Yes. Or like that very iconic scene in the film. And yep. if you look closely, the, the case has got like Johnny Cage written on the <laughs> side of it. And he just, you know, dispose it and he's got a shot. Yep. A lot of shotgun base sort of moves and yes. stuff is yep. going to be. I think the because they have little quips at the start of the fight, little one-liners backwards and forwards. I think that's going to be just as much fun as the fighting itself. Oh. Hearing those sorts of interactions with Arnie yep. or an Arnie voice, yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, well, that wraps this episode of Toy Power. We'd like to shout out, I guess, to first and foremost all our patrons for all their support and. And it's been, these cons are always super exciting. Force Friday's been great to hear mm. all the experiences and see all the latest scores. There's been heaps happening. It's been a, a, a super active time on yep. the forum. So absolutely wonderful. Thanks thanks to everyone. And thanks to all our listeners for coming back and tuning in to another episode of Toy Power. And if on a moment of very quick indulgence, because I know we've pushed for time, I just wanted to thank everyone for their will wishes last time. I had a lot of messages from people um, wishing me a speedy recovery and that I, I just wanted to thank everyone for doing that and also Scott for um, for really stepping up and and coming in with not a lot of notice probably to, to sort of cover my slack um, so I really really appreciate what everyone did and including their well wishes and it's great to be back the the only disappointment in, you know and it was an anticipated one is that Ben wasn't here but I'm looking forward to catching up with him really soon as well but yeah, so thank you once again, one and all, for, for your support, and I'm glad to be back. And until next time, good journey. You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast, at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, Toy Power Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people. Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're... Yeah.